Buenos dias from Greenway Parks. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from the 2nd of November, 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. As part of the aftermath of the election, a fuel shortage is affecting gas stations across the country, which is, well, driving car drivers crazy. Long queues have formed near fuel stations, with some shutting down altogether. Oil companies have assured the public that the recent fuel shortages will soon be resolved. In a joint statement, both state-owned EPFA and private firms like Ryzen, Trafigura, and Axion explained that a series of factors that strain the fuel supply. These include a surge in demand due to the recent holiday weekend, the elections, and the start of the agricultural season. Plus, temporary shutdowns at refineries led to increased fuel imports. On Sunday the 29th, Economy Minister and presidential candidate Sergio Massa issued a warning stating that unless oil companies address the shortages, they won't be allowed to export their products. Massa emphasized that Argentina's oil should primarily serve its citizens and expressed concerns that some companies had been stockpiling fuel in anticipation of a government exchange rate devaluation following the elections that took place on the 22nd of October. At the same time, the country plans to import 10 tanker shipments to address the increased demand and expand refining capacity. Meanwhile, union members from the Oil and Private Gas Union of Rio Negro, Neoquen, and La Pampa provinces are pointing fingers at oil companies for orchestrating this issue and taking a stand against speculators. They expressed frustration over profits benefiting the same few, calling out greed and corporate interests. Speaking of shutdowns, the Iguazu Falls is temporarily closed to tourists due to wild weather. Heavy rains on the Brazilian side have led to a decade-high flow 16 times the usual amount, damaging access bridges. Authorities are hoping for better conditions toward the end of the week, but we'll need time to go over the damages and see what needs fixing. If you have plans to visit the falls, they're giving you a rain check. Your tickets are good for a whole year. On that note about the Northeast, health authorities in Brazil, Uruguay, Paraguay, and Argentina are on high alert as at least 500 sea lions have died, presumably due to avian flu. They were discovered off the coast of Chile in Uruguay, sparking fears of the disease spreading. Southern Brazil and the Buenos Aires province also reported a similar number of sea lion deaths from avian influenza. Experts believe the worst is behind them, but the situation remains a concern. While human infection is not likely, authorities urge caution and are exploring different preventative measures. You know who wasn't cautious, though? The British newspaper, The Economist, which published a piece entitled Argentina's election result is the worst of all possible outcomes. With some strong views, the article discusses the recent presidential election and its implications, with special emphasis on two messages. First, that, citing the economists' words, Argentine voters have rejected a rational center-right platform for change. This references the Together for Change party ending up in third place. Second, that non-Peronist 
candidates struggle to break into a political landscape dominated by Peronists. To read the full piece, follow the link in the show notes. Another British newspaper that has shown interest in the election is The Guardian. In an article titled, Javier Millet Endorsed by Defeated Rival Who Once Sued Him for Defamation, they explain how and why Patricia Bullrich, the third-place finisher in the presidential election, has endorsed Javier Millet for the upcoming runoff vote. In other news, Congress passed the Ley Olympia, a law aimed at combating digital violence against women. This law, inspired by Mexican activist Olympia Corral Melo, who was a victim of intimate image sharing, amends the existing law on violence against women to include digital violence. The law defines digital violence as any conduct or action, both in the digital and analog realms, that affects a woman's life, dignity, reputation, physical and psychological integrity, and security. This includes actions like sharing intimate photos without consent, filming someone without their knowledge during sexual activities, or using stolen sexual content for extortion. The law allows for the prosecution of those who engage in these behaviors. However, activists are now fighting for another pending law called Lei Belen, which is essential for imposing penalties on those who disseminate non-consensual sexual content, ensuring that the fight against digital violence is not just symbolic, but legally enforceable. Another thing that the government has been working on is 5G frequencies for mobile phones. In a bid last week, they secured almost $900 million from the telephone companies Telecom, Movistar, and Plato. The companies will invest an additional $1 billion for 5G deployment and announced the implementation of a special import regime for 5G equipment. This tender will boost Argentina's reserves, contribute to fiscal goals, and enable users to access 5G services in the upcoming year. On that note about technological developments, Argentina is embarking on constructing the Clementina 21 supercomputer set to be housed at the Meteorological Services Computing Center in Buenos Aires. This supercomputer, acquired for almost $5 million in 2022 with funding from the Development Bank of Latin America and the Caribbean, will be a game changer for the science community. 10% of its might will serve Argentina's weather service, while the remaining power will be shared among participants in the national science and technology system. Its applications span various fields from materials physics to meteorology and molecular biology. Speaking of revolutionary investments, Argentina's budget airline, Flybondi, will become the world's first airline to enable passengers to trade their tickets with each other. The platform aims to create a peer-to-peer reselling system where passengers can set the price for their tickets, allowing them to recover their expenses and potentially earn a surplus based on demand. This approach is part of Flybondi's efforts to enhance the passenger experience and increase availability of last-minute seats on crowded flights. Since we're on the topic of travel, Uruguayans are flocking to Argentina 
spending a record amount of nearly $1 billion on vacations, shopping, and more. With 140% annual inflation and multiple exchange rates in Argentina, products and services cost a fraction of what they do in Uruguay. With almost 3 million, the number of Uruguayans visiting Argentina has more than doubled this year compared to 2022, which saw only 1.2 million visitors. This is also impacting Uruguay's economy and retailers along the border. One of the products Uruguayans are probably enjoying for a fraction of their price in their countries is wine. Speaking of which, the CNA News Channel published an interesting piece on Argentine wine. The article is a deep dive into the rise of Malbec, which has evolved from being perceived as a cheap alternative to a top-tier varietal wine. It also mentions some of the best wineries in the Mendoza province and how they contributed to Argentina's place in the modern wine world. To read the full article, follow the link in the show notes. International recognition is not reserved for wine. It's been a great year in football, crowned by Lionel Messi's latest achievement, the 2023 Ballon d'Or. On Monday the 30th, the football superstar claimed his eighth Ballon d'Or at a ceremony in Paris dedicating the award to the Argentina team and the late football star Diego Maradona. On top of that, Argentina's World Cup winning goalkeeper Emiliano Dibu Martinez received the Lev Yashin Award for the best goalkeeper. With eight Ballon d'Ors under his belt, Messi holds the world record. But that's not the only world record broken this week. Approximately 1,000 Spider-Man fans swung into action in Buenos Aires in an attempt to break the world record for the most people dressed as Spider-Man at a single public event. An Argentine influencer organized the gathering aimed to surpass the record set in Malaysia, where almost 700 people dressed as Spider-Man. Fans of all ages celebrated their love for the superhero, and with thousands gathering around the obelisk monument, attendees are confident they'll achieve the Guinness World Records title. And that's it for this week. We want to make these updates better. Help us. It doesn't matter if you are new or a long-time listener. Talk to us. We want to have a conversation with you. Do you want to talk on the phone? We'll do that. Do you want to talk via email, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn? We can do that. Just please give us a hand. We want your honest opinion. We really want to hear from you. Contact us at argentina at rorschach.com or at Rorschach on social media. Nos vemos la próxima semana.